Hello, you are with Gotta Be Done. It's Mary in the Wagon today and not with Kate but with Rose. Uh, Rose Myers is the director of Bluey's Big Play, which if anyone out there in Bluey land hasn't heard the buzz around Bluey's Big Play, get across it because it is... um, burning down theatres <laughs> across Australia as we speak. The uh, It launched in December um, at the end of last year and just so much excitement out there to see Bluey and the Healer family for real life on stage. Rose, welcome to Got To Be Done. Thank you very much. Um, so, Rose, take us back. When did Bluey first come onto your radar and what were your first impressions of the show? Um. Now, hang on, let me just think back because we actually started working on the show more than a year ago. So because uh-huh. and then there was all kind of delayed with COVID as a lot of people who've been trying to buy tickets would be would know. But um and and I had I had well and truly heard of the show, I think it was around the Christmas of twenty um 19 that I came on the project and I well I knew about it by then so and I, the way I heard about it was my brother has um two daughters he um he lives in Sydney and he was telling me about this amazing show that not only were his two daughters watching but he was watching and then their friends would all come over for a barbecue with their kids and all of the adults and kids would sit around and, and watch it so that was the kind of first time I heard of it and then I of course obviously checked it out straight away and you know absolutely fell in love with it. It's the way so many people start with a good recommendation and um, seeing their family reflected I guess you do get these recommendations. I think often people say this is good or that's good, but when you actually watch something and then you just become booked yourself and you fall in love with it, you know that is that is quite another thing, you know. So uh, when the stage show idea first came to you and the possibility you could work on it, mm-hmm. what was that feeling like? Well, it, it was it was a it was a massive thrill because you know as a maker of you know most of my work is about I make mainly make work for young audiences and I work in a company called Windmill in South Australia and yeah so I think that you know getting to work with the content that is like the hottest property for you know for very good reason is just an amazing um, privilege really and also it's a, actually quite a huge responsibility too so you know I, I was approached by the AKA Andrew Kay who are the producers of the show alongside the BBC and they knew of my work and they said we want to come over and talk to you about this and um, I talked to Kay my producer because our year was pretty busy and she said look we've got to make this work however we can and and it all sort of started from there. Well it's got to be done. Wouldn't you rather play? It looks like hard work. Your mum's not afraid of a bit of hard work. Well, however we can is probably a good way to put how the last uh, 18 months have been for you, Rose, because, you know, not only would it have been a hurdle to take an animation onto stage, but uh, you get to do it in a global pandemic. 
It was interesting because we just, you know, because of the global pandemic, it actually meant we had a little bit more time to do a lot more puppet prototyping because all the puppets are beautifully hand-stitched and made by a guy called Joe Blank in, in Melbourne and they were all people just took them home and were, home, were stitching them at home and then we were kind of looking at how they moved and sending videos to each other and making amendments. So there were, there were kind of some some pluses to the situation but yeah it was um I just think it's it was just you know hard to know when we'd ever get the show back on but you know the producers are really tenacious like they push really hard and they've been happy to reschedule and re and it's an epic tour so like they have really been you know it's like a big jigsaw fitting in all these different you know touring company of this many people touring around Australia so it's you know all all hats off to to their 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 amazing effort too. It sounds amazing and amazing to work with such a big crew bringing something like that together. Were, was everyone a Bluey fan before um, they started on this project? I think most people were, but they're, they're, you know, there are some actors that have young families and then there are some of the makers and, you know, most people were, but there have been a few kind of, you know, actors probably in their later 20s that that really didn't know the no bluey but when they discovered it you know they were crazy just binging the show so and they still talk about it now they still talk about all their favorite episodes and you know there's just there is so much love for the show amongst the creative team and um and amongst all of the actors just feel I mean the other thing for them is like they you know I I say this to Ludo we walk out on stage and we kind of take your glory because we, you know, they. I guess they put the end. The show's been such a phenomena, and but people essentially watch it in their homes. We get to walk out to a thousand screaming fans and kind of, you know, and it's not really us that you know invented it, but uh, you know, but we we are the custodians of it in this in the theatre format, and we obviously did take that responsibility, you know, very seriously, and. Um, also because, you know, the show even I think meant more to people because of the pandemic and I think particularly, oh, the show obviously means a lot to, to people from all over Australia for very obvious reasons. Obviously, very, you know, Queensland's very passionate about the show because this amazing thing has come out of Queensland and it's very, you know, really reflects Brisbane. And But also I think Melbourne people, you know, the fact that the second season came out during the lockdown, I think that was a bit of a lifeline when people just needed lifelines. And it is, it is just jo- a joyous show and it is just a show that does celebrate family and it just reminds you of what's important in the world actually I think you know so, and it's just great to get it to get it up on stage and um you know that I think that was meaningful too to be back in the theatre to be back in an environment where we can all be together in a live environment again but with a with a show like this I think that made it extra extra significant. Until one morning she awoke to find Bumpy all better. <laughs> Yeah, you described, you know, the thousand people screaming in the theatre, but um, I think a lot of houses in lockdown sounded like a thousand people screaming when those new episodes (laughs) dropped. So so it's all just history repeating. Uh, Joe Brum um, has described developing the concept of Bluey um, where when one of his artistic directors first drew the healer house and he said it just felt so right um, he knew it was all going to come together. Did you have a moment like that over the past year and a half of developing Bluey's big play? Um, well, I, I mean, I think our 
I think for us, you know, the, 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 the first big questions were, you know, how do you take an animation and put it on stage? What are your options? You could have actors in suits or, and we, I mean, we really wanted to bring our artistry to the, to the work and so to bring our, to bring puppetry to the audience as a, as, as our kind of contribution to the artistry. And, and then, um, so yeah, we spent a lot of time developing the puppets and, but it was also, it's not easy because they are quite, you know, the, the characters are quite barrel like, but you want to kind of get a lot of, and in an animation, you can do a lot of things in an animation that you can't do in the Uh live 3D space. So I think when I saw the puppets beginning to work, you know, then I just felt really excited about, about it and and then how the kind you know how Jonathan set design you know taking the healer house taking the suburbs of Brisbane the playroom the bedroom and all of those elements and realizing them in a set design and we've kind of used all the fly towers of the theaters to you know pull the flats up and down it's it's quite um visually beautiful and draw, drawing obviously very much on on the palette of of bluey but but yeah i think just seeing all those things come together I think it was, it was it was very exciting all the way through. It was a real it was a big kind of heads down project because of the way it all happened, and then because of COVID, mm-hmm. we had suddenly we couldn't do um, c- capacity audiences, and they'd sold a lot of tickets, so they scheduled more tickets, and so we had to um, rehearse up you know mixed configurations of um, of cast so that we could cover all of the schedule, and um, and then also like working yes. with the soundtrack because we wanted to have the voices of the actual, you know, the performers because that's such a huge part of the of Bluey is those beautiful character voices. Oh, so, for sure. But just editing that up for live timing, it was quite a it was quite an intense project. But I, I just it never failed to be magic. And I think just seeing those characters, you know, on stage and also seeing what the puppeteers could make happen with them, you know, was you know that was it was quite thrilling the whole process. Uh, you saying how barrel-like they are makes me think of a recent episode, Handstand. Bingo does a handstand, but technically her arms don't actually reach beyond <laughs> her head, so she couldn't really do a handstand. Um, was there anything the puppets you were trying to get them to do and it just couldn't get there? Well, there are, some, there are definitely a lot of challenges, but, we, you know, we, we do work the puppets pretty hard and um, mm-hmm. you know, there are some funny things. Like I've, there's two kind of narrative lines in this show that, and that doesn't, you know, an amazing achievement of, you know, uh, Joe's never written a play and a play is much longer form storytelling than episodes and he's just he's uh-huh. so clever he's absolutely a phenomena really and but one of the things that one of the storylines is surrounds um Bandit's mobile phone and the kids yep the kids absconding with the mobile phone so that they can get Bandit to play with them and then uh you know, when when the characters make mo- mobile phone calls, it's quite funny. With with because um, Ludo are very obviously very much involved in the making of the show. So well, some of the producers, Sam and Charlie, the you know the main producers there, were sort of looking at Chili because one of the puppeteers is holding out the phone because there's no way the arm would reach to the ear. But we're saying no, you kind of hold it. It looks right when you hold it where a human ear would be on the on the puppet. So there's there, yes. was, there was lots of you know I think because Joe writes for for TV and animation where you can do mm. anything. He hasn't held back in what he wants this story to do. So there's lots of characters picking up each other and, you know, wrestling. That's all kind of part of it and chasing around and, um, yeah, so there, um, but we, we managed to kind of, we had to kind of crack everything and we kind of did that in the early development before we were shut down for the first COVID. I think once we kind of knew we could do all of that and how we were going to do it, um then, you know, it's just a matter of, oh, the, I mean, the puppets are really heavy, so the actors have had to get strong. That's been a big, <laughs> wow. you know, because they're, 
yeah, when you see them, they're, they're human size, the puppets, and they do get moved around a lot. So we, uh, we need a very fit cast of performers. But um, yeah, it's all come together in a way that was really exciting. And we, one of the other great exciting things for us was that we collaborated with Joff, the composer. Yes. Uh, yep. And he is just a dynamo. I'm sure you have interviewed him, but he's so talented and a really awesome person. Whoa, five bucks? Thanks, matey. That deserves another song. Who likes to dance? Two, three, four. I think it was fun because I think working in animation sometimes, you know, it can be a bit more, I've worked in film as well, it can be a bit more siloed at times in that, you know, whereas theatre is enormously collaborative, like you're all kind of in the room, all working together and bouncing off each other in a very kind of immediate way. So I think that the, the team from Ludo really enjoyed that aspect of it. And then, of course, we enjoyed working with all their know-how. Sometimes it's great fun when you get to cross over disciplines and you've got people that work in animation and people that work in theatre and both kind of come together and bounce off each other's imagination and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it just sounds like a romp on stage and off. Um, you you went up, um, Rose, to the premiere in Brisbane and you've just come back from where the show's just been um, in, Mackay, up in central yeah. Queensland yeah. as well. Yeah. What have you noticed being the favourite bits for audiences what should we be looking out for when we finally get there um well I think grannies is huge uh-huh Shadamax is probably I hear a lot of people saying that's their favorite bit but there are things for all <laughs> ages I mean you have very little children in the show and they tend to like the kind of the dynamism of the show like the you know where it's moving fast but then there actually is a kind of quite a beautiful narrative about sisters in there that's you know it really will make you tear up so um yeah I think there's something in in it for all all age groups so it kind of Joe's very clever he's put enough of those kind of iconic things in the show for for people come along and they you know they want to see Bluey and it's a massive moment for kids because you know, they love Bluey, they love Bingo, and, and suddenly they're in the room with Bingo and Bluey, and that is a, you know, it is a huge moment for them. So, yeah, I think, um, right, oh, the, 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 you know, that right from the word go, people are pretty engaged, but I think there's a lot of different things in it for different different age groups. And we've got the Bing um, Chickens, we've got <laughs> Laura Keats. Um, I've got to ask, Rose, you... Obviously, the show is getting down to Melbourne mid-year, where we are. Um, you're a former Melbourne girl and you actually directed the opening ceremony of the Melbourne Commonwealth Games in 2006. Yes, yeah, some of um, it, some of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's, well, comparing that would have been mammoth, but um, but at the same time, probably Bluey probably feels pretty mammoth to you at the moment. How, how do you compare the two? Well, I, th- I mean, Bluey is huge because we now have two companies out on the road. We, we uh, just because of the comp- I think the complications of COVID have made it a lot more, a lot more complex. And um, then, but for all of us involved in the theatre, in the theatre production, we all, you know, we live and breathe live performance. That's our life really. And, and um, you know, it was a very uncertain time for us, you know, over COVID because we couldn't do what we love and we wondered when we could ever do it again. So, you Mm. know, there's been that element of joy taking this work, um, but it has been made complex by COVID. I think, you know, there's all of the COVID rules. The production has been endlessly affected by COVID. You know, it was shut down in the first development. Um, The producers looked to move it to the rehearsal block to Adelaide, thinking that would be the safest place to um, 
rehearsed the show in three days in. We had the Adelaide breakout. We had to move oh. to Melbourne and then just crazy stuff like that. And then we went to yeah. Canberra and then one of our actors had a little brand new niece and so she went to the northern beaches to see that niece on the fateful Aww. weekend even you know so it's just been it has been ongoing but as I said like it's you know all, everybody surrounding the show just wanted to get it on for audiences because it's it's so much fun and the actors but it does feel epic I, I, like we were moving from um, Brisbane to Mackay the other day and we were on the Travelator and we were filled the bottom to the top of the Travelator with all the <laughs> cast the two casts and the crew of the, and the producers of the show so it's a lot of people on the road and yeah but they're they're all they're all having a great time it's it, it does it helps when you're doing something that's very joyful too for everyone to be in a fun to have a fun time and you know, they're not they're not performing something deeply angst ridden or it's a, it's a it's a lot of fun the show and the audiences take so much joy so that does make it all uh, a pleasure yeah well, and I'm picturing all the puppets on the Travelator now and getting uh-huh. so much joy from that as yeah. well. So yeah. <laughs> that's the next Travelator, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, Rose, finally, uh, in every episode of Bluey, we're always on the lookout for a long dog. Do you know what that is and should we be looking for one in definitely. the play? We're looking for that. Def- yes. Very definitely. Oh, yeah. Such good news. Yeah. Um, and... What's next for the show? Is there, you know, how long will it be touring Australia and is there well, oh, another oh, stage show? Or? Already it has. There's two two touring versions of the show now and, they, and they're going to go everywhere from like they, I mean, the um, producers have an enormous commitment to taking the show all over the country and they're taking it to some, you know, different configurations of the show to remote communities and, you know, they really want people to have access to the show. So it'll go from everywhere from the Sydney Opera House, Art Centre Melbourne, to all the major art centres to lots of regional art um, centres as well. And I think that tour at the moment is scheduled to go up until the end of August. Um, and then I know they definitely have plans to tour the show internationally they're definitely in discussion with there's a lot of enthusiasm for for the show um overseas so yeah I mean this is such an incredible thing to come out of Australia and something like and it's just so distinctly Australian too and you know I think something that you know everyone should be just so proud of it you know that and um you know of of this phenomena and the resonance it's having overseas I mean I know the album went to number one as soon as it was released and it's yes. made it's gone really well in the American charts as well so yeah it's it's pretty pretty incredible we absolutely agree with you um I'm so glad to hear all that because everybody deserves more bluey in their life and um yeah Rose Myers thank you so much for bringing her um <laughs> to so many more people it does sound well, like it's been an incredible totally, journey it really has um yeah. and thank you so much for chatting to us on gotta be oh, done today as well fantastic. good luck with the rest of the um bluey's thanks big play. we'll see you in melbourne <laughs> i can't wait okay thanks mary Bye. see ya